What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Exceeding While Black. Today is a special episode. Every episode is really special if you ask me, but um, this person did not want to be announced. So with that being said, it will be a voiceover. Um, and it's actually kind of a heartfelt conversation and something that was discussed in the last episode but not as in much detail as this episode. So, um, yeah, I hope you guys take something away from it and just find some sort of strength, let's put it like that, um, within this conversation. But we're going to get right to it. So, what's up? I started a mother's viewpoint not just to tell stories about you know the pregnancy and birth but to also give listeners and readers the information that they needed to you know understand the mentalities that women go through um especially black women because even through birth like we have a higher percentage rate when it comes to death um, when it comes to abortion, a lot of people don't understand or they're like, oh, my goodness, why did she do that? Or, you know, um, like this law that's going around, the abortion law that's actually been placed in Texas, which I think is pretty ridiculous. But um, to basically sit here and say, hey, like, this, you, you're, not, you're not able to abort. How are you going to be able to tell me what I can do with my body? Um, and I want to give people an opportunity to share their story, to share their emotions and um, the mental space that they were in. So my first question to you is, what were the emotions when you first found out that you were pregnant and what made you want to abort? Uh, so when I first found out that I was pregnant, um, I actually laughed about it, and as it just it sounds quite unusual, but um, I don't really know why I laughed. Um, I wasn't in a relationship. I wasn't like even in a situation per se. Um, so I don't know why I thought it was funny. Actually, I do know that I do laugh in uncomfortable situations. And so maybe that was why I laughed about it. Um, but yeah, my first thing that I did was just, I just giggled, just laughed. Um, because honestly, I thought that I couldn't get pregnant for a little bit. And I thought I was trying to become pregnant. And I just never thought I was going to be able to. Mm-hmm. So... Considering the circumstances, it was just strange that it would happen at that time, you know. Um, so, yeah, I laughed. And um, what made me want to abort was, um, well, it took me a while to even sit with the, the idea of abortion. Though it did run across my mind, I just thought I was never going to be able to and like go through with the actual procedure. 
Mm-hmm. The icing on the cake, and there was, when there was two, there was the icing on the cake, and then there was the sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> the icing on the cake was, I reached out to a girl that I know who's had, who had a similar experience, and her viewpoint and her advice was very enlightening. And she kind of already, she kind of validated what I already knew I needed to do, but just couldn't come to terms with actually going through with it. So she wasn't that friend that was just telling me to keep the baby. You know, she was very much giving me perspective all around the board. Mm-hmm. And with that, she kind of validated unknowingly. She validated what I already knew needed to be done. The sprinkle was, when I reached out to the father, um, I found out that I was blocked on everything. Wow. And so, mm-hmm. in that moment, it made me feel like if this man doesn't want any, 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 um, any responsibility in this way or doesn't want to have anything to do with a child, and can so easily get up and walk out and not just be that. I feel like I should be able to do the same thing. And as selfish as it might sound, um, that was honestly the sprinkle for me. Like, if he could do it, I could do it too, you know? Because it's nothing that I wanted to do. It was just a automatic switch that I was just like, okay, I guess I gotta get ready for this, you know? Yeah. It wasn't a want, so... If he could do it, I could do it too. Kind of, it's kind of my mindset, and that's what made me go through with it. And do you think that w- with all that emotion, you know, what I'm saying, because people, or I should say, I hear, you know, I've never, I've never been pregnant, haven't experienced that. But what I hear is that the moment that you know you're pregnant, you know, what I'm saying, the moment that you find out that you're pregnant, all of a sudden you have that immediate connection between mother and child and do you do you believe that you had that emotion or you had that connection and with him saying or with him not with him really saying anything but with him blocking you it was just kind of like okay like what am I supposed to do like did you feel alone like what were you what what were your emotions in that process um so did I feel immediate connection? Yes and no. I say no because it wasn't the it wasn't like the motherly connection that I would have imagined to have felt or the love that I would imagine to felt. It was more of a okay. I did this. This is my responsibility. I just gotta figure it out type of thing. Like it wasn't. I didn't feel motherly. It was just like, a, all right, I guess you got to tag along, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it was almost like a robotic sense of, okay, let me get it together, you know? Mm-hmm. And there was a point where I thought I was going to keep the child because I did go to an appointment. Yeah, for how long I was, I got the ultrasound done, and I think I also was honestly able to hear the heartbeat. Mm-hmm. From that moment, I thought, okay, maybe the motherly compassion, the motherly instinct was going to engulf me, 
and maybe it did for a quick second, if that's even what it was, because I, at that moment, I was like, okay, I have to keep the child, you know? Yeah. But I don't think it was more of a motherly thing as much as it was a human thing, because I heard the heartbeat, you know? So I was like, well, how could I, how could I even go through with that procedure, you know? Yeah, and do you think that um, with that, that kind of, that kind of also that, that as you would say, you know, put a little sprinkle on, all right, well, if I'm not feeling all that motherly, then it's like a have to have, you know, um, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of women, and I feel like we don't speak on this enough either. There's a lot of women that aren't truly maternal, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like what you said, a robotic thing. It's like, okay, well, I have to do this, have to do that, have to do that. And there's not, like, joy enjoyment behind it. It's not happiness or pleasure or satisfaction when it comes to, oh, my gosh, like, I have a child. Like, we do have women that are just like, oh, my gosh, like, I, I can't do this, don't want this, you know. Um, and I fear that a lot of people also don't understand that. When I say a lot of people, I mean men. You know, don't understand that, that sometimes a woman isn't as motherly as you would want or isn't as, you know, supportive or excited to have children. So do you think that that had a way on your decision as well? Um, not entirely because, honestly, one of my biggest wants in life is to become, well, it was, to become a mom and to be married. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my ultimate goal, but it was where I wanted in life. So the maternal instinct, I feel like I, I have that quality. And because I didn't have it with this child, there was a disconnect mm. eventually. Um, and I just knew that it wasn't the best thing for me to do. Concerned the circumstances. I knew I didn't want to have a child like this. Right. Um, I mean, financially, I think I would have been okay. But, you know, in an ideal world, I want a super household for my child, you know. And yeah. I know that things aren't promised, that you can be married and things can still go south. But I didn't even have that. I didn't even have a, have a committed man, you know. So it was just a really weird entrance into motherhood, mm-hmm. and I I just didn't want that for myself. I never imagined that for myself, and so I decided to go with the route that I envisioned for myself, which was for me to be in a committed relationship and blah blah. I'm still not in one now per se, but that's exactly my point, you know. Yeah. So, so you would say that you don't have any regrets when it comes to your decision and what you decided to do. Um. Honestly, no. Um, I came to peace with the decision mm-hmm. a couple months later. Um, and you know, before I even went through with the procedure, I probably shouldn't have did this, but I did watch. <laughs> women on YouTube who have experienced something similar when I heard their stories and I listened to how it took them months or years or however long to even 
come to peace with making that decision. So for me, I thought it was strange that it didn't take me as long to kind of get over it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's because um, intrinsically, like, I just knew it was a better decision, you know? Right. I would agree with that. I I feel like when when you know what is right for you, when you know that you are making the absolute best choice for you, there's nothing else that can kind of, you know, weigh on you. Like, after it's done, it's just kind of like, well, I did it, you know. Um, I, I do feel there's a time where it's like, dang, like, I really did it, you know. And then it's a, well, I'm in peace with it because now I'm securing myself and I know that I did what's best for me. So mm-hmm. um, I know it probably will sound kind of weird, but I applaud you, you know, because at the end of the day, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that would have kept, you know, that, that would have kept the baby and kept, you know, the child and be unhappy. And this is, this is why I say that choice is definitely needs, needs to be around because at the end of the day, if let's say you would have kept it and, you know, you would have been unhappy. And not to say that this is who you are, but there are women who, you know, become abusers or who, you know, neglect. And, you know, they forget that it's not. It, this was your decision, you know what I'm saying? You decided to make it. So where's the love, you know? Where's the responsibility? Where's the accountability for your actions? So I do applaud you for that. But how would you think? you would feel today if when the first time you walked out you actually never came back to that clinic like how would you think that you would be right now if you would have went through with the pregnancy um if I would have went through with the pregnancy I think I think I would have been susceptible to having postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. I think I would regret my child in some way, even though their their life is not their fault. Mm-hmm. Their existence is not their fault. Um, I just would have been so limited as to what I could do. And honestly, I remember, I'm that person, I actually advise a lot, and I probably shouldn't do that. So, with me doing that, I kind of asked a lot of people for their opinion, which a lot of them just was like, that's a choice that you have to make for yourself. But there was one kind of family member in particular. She was very for me keeping the child. And she would just constantly say, you know, a child is a blessing from God. And, you know, please make sure everything happens for a reason type of thing. Um, and she would say a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, but it's so crazy to me because once I... So I went through with the procedure, but I didn't really tell anybody about it. So those same people that I was going to for advice were coming back to check on me, and she was one of them. And I basically 
in so many words. I've honestly never really said I had an abortion before out loud until that very second. So in so many words, I basically hinted at her that there was no more life there, you know? And um, her whole ideology switched. Like, she was just, you know, I really do think that was a better decision for you, you know, X, Y, Z. And it was just so strange to me because you were so for me keeping the child and telling me it's a blessing from God. And then once I make a decision for myself, you tell me how that was probably the best thing to do, you know? Yeah. And so it was just really, it was really weird. And, you know, yeah, sometimes you have these people that are telling you, you know, I'll be a rock, I'll help you. You know, it takes a village, this, that, and the third. But I knew I couldn't go off of that because literally everyone has their own life. And they're not always going to be dependable. I always have to be dependable. My child has to depend on me. So despite people from outside sources telling me that they're going to do this and they're going to be there and they're going to, whatever the case, they're really not, you know? And it just sounds good in theory, but, I mean, when push comes to shove and when that time does come around, you're all you have for your child. You're all you have and you're all your child has. So you can't go into childbearing and mother thinking and you have all these people to depend on, because that's not really always true. Totally, because I, um, this is, this is just an example. So, you know, with, with my sister, it was the whole, it was the whole deal um, when it came to my nephew, and she never really expressed that she was pregnant, you know, it, it, it was just kind of like, you know how, like, when, when you and your friends, like, talk almost, like, every day, and you start noticing different changes and stuff, but they're not really saying anything, but you're picking, like, you're picking on things, you're picking up on things that are, like, unspoken. That's how it was, like, that's how it was with me and my sister. It was, like, I was picking up on things that were unspoken. It was, like, she was eating awfully a lot, you know, like, more than normal. And I was just, like, something going on. But it was the fact of her not saying it out loud to me that made me, that made me realize she doesn't know what she wants to do. Um, so when it comes to, you know, your family members trying to tell you one thing and flipping it on, I just feel like at the end of the day, when it comes to your decisions, your life, no one should be able to sit here and say, "Hey, like you should do this, or you should, do, or you should do that," because in in all honesty, exactly what you said, your child's going to depend on you. They're not going to look at the person that said, "Hey, you you told her that she should have kept me." So what you what you going to do? What we about to eat? I need I need this. I need that. They're not going to look at that. They're going to look at you. Because they came from you. So I totally agree with that. And like I said, it it takes a lot. Like this this has got to be one of the hardest decisions for a woman to make. And I'm not even speaking on abortion. I'm speaking on even giving birth. You know, because there's so many things that can go with okay, you give birth and then you have a whole bunch of complications. Because mm-hmm. the story the stories that I have heard Honey, like you, 
you would literally think like it, it, it's like it's like a curse. <laughs> it's like a curse. We go through our things, and even when even when it's before birth, even when you're pregnant and you have you know your swelling or you know you're you're bleeding randomly or the fact that after birth the uh, the umbilical cord gets you know stuck around the baby's neck or the baby's not breathing or it's like so many things that happen and I and I heard this one story. Um, I'm sorry, this is kind of off topic, but this is how, this is brings me back to all the complications that women have to go through and the the decisions that we have to make because this, this, at the end of the day, this is our body. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying we have to deal with this. We have to, after it's done, we deal with the outcome of it all. And so this one story, this one um, woman told me that they placed the epidural in the wrong spot. So while she was laying there, you know how the epidural feels the, you know, you still feel some some in the lower half, but it's like a little numb. Honey, she couldn't feel from her neck to her toes. Like, she she couldn't breathe. Her chest was heavy. Like, hearing stuff like that, and then the nurses and the doctors are just like, oh, well, yeah, we put in the wrong spot. Oh, well, it's kind of like, who who cares? It's like, you'll get past it. Everything will be okay. And it's like, even when it comes to these clinics and people are boarding, it's like, they don't really care, you know? Um, And I feel like with all that emotion, with all that instability when it it comes to your mental state, just being, just just sitting in there takes a toll on a person. So do you think that, or I should ask, my first question should be, how is your mental now before I ask my second question? Um, I feel like I have clarity. I feel like mentally I'm okay in that department. You know, I'm not over it. I do think about it every now and then. Like, a year has passed. A year and, a year and two months mm-hmm. passed. And I'm exactly here. It's kind of strange. I, I forgot what I was doing. Oh, I was in my therapy session, actually, on the exact year. And um, I didn't bring it up randomly because, um, I don't know. But it doesn't hurt to talk about, you know. It is lots yeah. of interviews. So, I think I'm okay. Oh, I know I'm okay. Well, okay. Well, let, let's, let's put it like this. If... I've, I've I've been reading a lot when it comes to abortions, when it comes to um, the things that you have to deal with, um, you know, after the fact. Would you are you worried? Because I know it's, it's a rare it's a rare occasion that this happens. But would you ever be worried? You know, after your abortion, that you won't be able to get pregnant again. Um. I have thought about that. It does make me nervous because sometimes I do think, like, uh, you know, that I miss my one and only chance, you know, to be a mom. But honestly, another thing that I have experienced is, like, fear of even being a mom altogether because I don't want to be left alone with the responsibility. And so... 
in the beginning of the interview, I said, you know, my biggest, one of my main goals, not the ultimate, one of my main ones was becoming a mom and getting married. But at this point, I don't know if I want that anymore. And then it makes me scared. And it sucks because this wasn't even a man that I was committed to, you know? So it's not like I can say, I was committed to a man, he just left and left me with responsibility. But going through that process, I learned, because, you know, I said I asked for advice a lot. I learned that this even happened in a lot of cases to made women, you know? Yeah. No one is exempt. No one is, no one is safe, you know? And so it traumatized me in a different way, I guess, you know, like, do I even want to have a child at this point? Because I'm very scared of just someone other leaving. Because a man can, anyone can literally say, I don't want this anymore. Yeah. Don't make up their mind. And that's, and that's that. And there's nothing I can do about it. So I don't think that is one thing that I've, I've been left with, the fear of, being left alone with my child. <laughs> but to me, that's major, though. Like, that is actually the saddest thing that I've heard because I feel like a lot of people won't or will not get it that that fear of, okay, because and I, and, I, and I speak this based off, based off of postpartum. Because uh, you mentioned earlier that um, you feel that if you would have had the child, you would have had a higher chance of, you know, obtaining postpartum and it being probably being severe. Um, and although postpartum um, differentiates, di- you know what I'm trying to say, but it, it, it's different in every woman, um, I do feel like, even with you, even with the man or let's say the person that you are with um, now, when they decide, hey, like, I'm not able, I'm not able to do this and leave like that, like, that is heavy. That can tear into your postpartum. That can leave you depressed and, you know, unwilling to, you know, further along be the best mother that you can be, be loving. Like, that is sad that is really really sad in the fact that we as women we do we do not have that option we do not have that choice of just saying okay well we can just we can just go you know like we are we are literally left we are literally left with child regardless on you know what is what is going on or what our decision would be because even now, with you not having a child, you're still left with th- that fear of, dang, well, what if this happens, you know, later down the line and somebody leaves? We're still left with that, whereas the man, what is he left with? Nothing. Like, probably, probably don't even think about it. Probably, it, it's probably not even uh, a thing that crosses his mind. Because at the end of the day, it's just kind of like, well, that ain't my problem. And that is so sickening. Like, that is so sickening. Like, I'm laughing, but it's, it's not even, it's, 
it's like one of those moments where it's just like, I cannot believe that we're even having this conversation. <laughs> it's like, I, I cannot believe that this is, this is just a discussion because I do, I do feel, and I don't know when we're going to be able to be here or how we're going to get here, but men need to understand the emotional and the mental states that they can also put women regardless on whether you wanted a child or not. I do feel that both beds were laid. You 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 helped lay lay right here with her. You know what I'm saying? Like it, she couldn't get pregnant on her own. How she do that? How can you do that? You know what I'm saying? So I do feel that it, things like this need to be discussed. Things like this, you you need to walk beside each other, regardless of if you want to be with this person or not. At the end of the day, this is a life changing experience. Oh my gosh, like. It makes me sad because I I personally believe that when a woman feels like this, feels as though, oh, I can't be, you know, left or I'm fearful that, you know, someone's going to leave me, you know, and I'm just going to have this child on my own. Like, it's like people want to preach and be like, oh, girl, you can do it. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of mothers and you know single mothers that do. You got it. Not everybody want to be like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, not everybody wants to be like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, I can do it. Like, and and on top of that, not everybody is as strong, you know, or or just just to have that want to do it. Like, I don't want to do it. I'm with you in that sense. You know what I'm saying? I I don't I I fear that. I fear that as well. And I haven't even had a child. You know, but just hearing different stories and, you know, seeing different events that take place, it's like, no. Like, I don't understand why we stamp that as being, oh, it's okay. Now, say it's going to happen. Like, it happens to the best of us. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. This should not be a conversation. This should not be something that we should be okay to do at all. Girl, let me get off my soapbox. Because I'm, like, because this makes me, like, this makes me really furious when it comes to relationships and families and everybody wants to sit here and, you know, march and stand up for, you know, um, um, the abortion law and, you know, stand up for women and stuff. But it's like, are y'all really, though? You know, like, are y'all really, you know, truly having these conversations? When you wind up getting somebody pregnant, are you really standing by her? Or are you just speaking that because that's that's the talk or that's the trend of today? You know, like, are you really sitting here and saying, oh, like, no, I'm really standing up for this person or whatever, regardless of our status, you know, I I want to be there with, but, and make it her decision. You know, I still want to tell her my own thoughts and say, hey, I'm, you know, I ain't ready for no kid or whatever, and let her make that decision for herself. Um... I, I'm so sorry you have that feeling though. Like I, I wish I could. I, I I wish I could just take it away. Like, and you know, put more. I wish I could take away the whole the whole situation. To be honest, I guess. I mean, I wish I had. I didn't have to experience that either. But you know, I was being a little reckless, and I guess. But I guess that's kind of what I get. You know. And now I have this man that really does love me, and I I love him too, you know. 
I just I, I can't connect to him right now, but he's older than me and he wants kids. It's not a deal breaker if he doesn't get them, but he wants kids, you know. But I'm very fearful of having kids, so which I expressed it already. So things like that it takes a toll on stuff like that, you know. Yeah, and so does does he know about the abortion or the struggles that you go with or you you went through after that? Um, yeah, I did tell him about it already. So he's, he's understanding. He's understanding. Um, and like I said, he's not like um, it's not like it's a deal breaker for him because he's a lot older than me. So in his body, if I go, if I haven't had any at this point, it's not the biggest deal. But I also don't want to take that away from him either because he loves his nephew, you know. Mm-hmm. So I know having a kid is definitely something that he wants, but. I don't know if I can if I can get to that. No, I totally I totally understand. Um, so with all that being said, with you know, um all that you you went through, what were your emotions after um I think that you said that you have found peace now. Um but Right after, I think you said that was like a month or two um, afterwards. What were your emotions right after your abortion and those feelings that you felt? Um, I felt I felt like I was just in a new realm of life. Like it was just completely uncomfortable. I didn't like feeling I was carrying around such a dark secret, you know. Um, my friend came to pick me up, and we didn't really talk in the car. Um, we went to get cupcakes, I think, and then she just let me sleep over. And I feel like I cheered up a little bit in the car, but I don't think I really felt my real feelings until the next day when I went home my apartment by myself, you know, and I just, I think I had my phone on Do Not Disturb. I wasn't answering anyone's phone calls. My father knew about it, um, and he was very worried about me, but I wasn't answering his phone calls, text messages. I was very just disappointed in myself, you know, disgusted with myself. This is shock, really. I just didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to talk to anybody. So that next day was very, very, very hard for me. Um, but once I got to feel all my feelings and kind of wrap my head around the purpose of it and it being the better decision for me, a couple months later, I think I was completely at peace with it, to be honest. Mhm. And with so within that, what made you say that you felt disgusted and stuff? Because at the end, it it was your decision. So why do you think those emotions came the very next day, or do you or do you have a reasoning on why those emotions came? Why do you feel that you were disgusted with yourself or disappointed? 
Um, so I bled for a very long time. It was practically like I was on my period for an extended amount of time. And um, it was just, it was just a reminder of what I was, what I just did, you know? Because mm-hmm. I hadn't gotten my period in a little while, obviously, because I was pregnant. But um, just seeing the blood every time, it just, it just made me disgusted. Like, I can't believe I got rid of this thing inside of me, you know? Like, this innocent thing inside of me. Or this innocent person inside of me, I should say. But that's where, that's where the disgust came from. And also because I just I just had higher expectations of myself, you know? All my life I have. Like, I've been really wrapped up in image. Like, I don't portray something that I'm not, but I like to withhold a certain image and, you know, an expectation of myself. And so for me to have done something like this so drastic and so off from my... It was very off from what my my path was, you know, completely a deterrent. And I was just disgusted by the measures that I had to take, you know? It wasn't like me to even have to be in, in a situation like this, so I was just disgusted and disappointed in myself. Mm-hmm. So I was and that's understandable. That that's understandable. Um, so, were you? Were, did you think that? Well, I should say, could you um, look at yourself in the mirror, or how did you get to that point? Um, it took a lot of self-reflection, I guess, and just isolation and affirmation. You know. Um, a lot of prayer. Um, I I think I did pray a lot during that time, to be quite honest. Um, but I don't know. I don't. It, it's still kind of strange to me that I was able to find peace relatively quicker than a lot of the women that I saw on YouTube and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. I really question myself and, like, my emotional mind frame, you know. But regardless, um, I don't know. Like, I think I'm a mixture of a realist versus someone that fantasizes a lot. And so realistically, I was just telling myself, constantly assuring myself that this is the better thing for me to do. Even through the rest of those months, to this day, you know, I mean, I was able to work at higher paying jobs, you know. I became financially totally not free because I still have debt, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I just became more financially abundant in a sense. <laughs> wouldn't have been able to get to that spot 
had I had a kid, you know? Yeah. And it probably would have, my money would have depleted. I wouldn't have had help. I don't like to ask for help either, so this would have been a constant circle of, like, what are we going to do? Do I have enough of this? And just mm-hmm. questioning myself, you know? Um, I don't know. I don't know why it happened so quick for me, but I'm glad it did, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, nothing but God, to be honest with you. Like, how I feel. That prayer, prayer works. <laughs> prayer works. Um, but I'm happy. I'm I'm really happy that you are able to find peace because, like you said, there are a lot of women that, you know, take longer in that process. Um, so I'm happy that you were able to find it within a few months. Um, so last question, because I know all of this is really, really heavy. Um, but last question. So for the women who are pregnant or who are thinking about, you know, aborting and confused on what they should do, what would be your advice to them? Um I would say don't go about what you think you have to do, <laughs> you know. Go by what you think is the better choice for you and the child, you know. You don't think you can financially sustain it, sustain the, the, the livelihood, the environment, the toxic environment. Don't base your decision off of people say they're going to do for you, because that's never definitive, you know. Um, go by based off of what you can do for you. And if you can't even do for yourself, you probably shouldn't go forward, you know, unless you feel like this is your one and only opportunity, you know. But I guess all in all, I think, and it just sounds so cliche, but that's really all it boils down to. I was trying not to go this route, but literally you have to focus on what the better decision is for you, you know? Don't mm-hmm. look outside noise. Myself, I did take a lot of advice from people who still kind of made me turn inward. So it was still basically me having to do all the reflecting, which is how it should be anyway. Um... Get, like, one person that you trust that you can talk about it with because you shouldn't go through it alone. Um, literally do what is right for you, not what's right for anybody else, not what your parents are telling you what's right, not what your friends, your lover, what you think is right. And that way, that decision won't eat at you for years and years, you know? Understood. And last question for the men who are just as naive as we are, you know? And and, and that's, that's so big to me. I feel like men think because we are women that we know it all, you know, that we... Y'all are women. Y'all are supposed to know what's going to happen to your body. Y'all are supposed to know what birth is like. Y'all are supposed to know 
about all these other things when, in all honesty, we're as clueless as y'all. You know, they tell us little to nothing, okay, little to nothing on what we're going to experience. Because, like I said earlier, every woman is different. Every woman experiences things differently. So when it comes to the men and when it comes to, you know, them being in relationships and, you know, getting their spouse or their significant other or their situationship or their friend or whoever that person is to them, what what would be some words that you would tell the men or some advice? Um, I would say that this is almost, this is a woman's most vulnerable time, and I think the way you talk to them and the way you console them is something memorable for them, and um, whether you want the child or not, you should be there for her, you know? Um, not that a man's opinion is not important, because... A man has also every right to enlighten you on how they're feeling about the circumstances. But at the end of the day, the woman is the one who has to go through something as traumatic and drastic as this, you know. Mm-hmm. It's our body that has to be invaded as it is with a procedure like this. And so just finding that balance between being there for the woman and still staying true to themselves as well because I think I think a lot of the times in these discussions discussions men also get like their voices get lost sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they should be heard but with the greatest fall at it. It it just depends on the circumstances to be honest. <laughs> I understand. I get it. So I wanna say thank you. Thank you, thank you so much. I was about to say your name for a second when I said thank you, and I had to swallow that real quick. <laughs> I had to swallow that. But thank you so much for sharing this story. Um, I don't know if it makes you feel better or if it makes you, you know, I know you were already at peace, but if, or if it makes you feel like you got to wait with it, but I hope that it did. Um that's kind of what what my one of my goals were. I wanted women to open up about things that maybe they don't discuss or haven't discussed or, you know, really haven't truly said out loud. Mm-hmm. Um and to encourage others to do 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 it as well because there's no shame. There's no shame in your decision. There's no shame in, you know, why you did it or what occurred or how it even happened even. You know, there's no shame in it at all. I feel like it's the cycle of life, um, and it happens. And I feel like the more that we talk about these things and the more that we are open with it and we encourage other women to speak on it, the more of these discussions and conversations will not only be had amongst, you know, womanhood, but it will be had amongst the community. Um, And I think that that's a great conversation to have because if you're in a relationship or, you know, you're in a space of 
okay, don't know what it is. Maybe it'll be men, you know, asking, okay, but how are you feeling? What is it that you want to do? You know, this is this is this is my choice. You know, saying this is what I'm saying that what I want for my life. Now, what is it that you want to do? You know, because I do feel at the end of the day, um, that is between the man and the woman. You know, it's not between the family members or the friends or how everybody else feels about it or even or even his friends and his family. You know, at the end, it's between you two because you two got into that bed or counter or chair, you know. <laughs> or, or the couch. <laughs> or the couch, <laughs> or the car, while you're playing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whatever it was, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's where y'all did it, you know? But I do, I, I just want to, you know, lighten it up, you know? Because it's, it's definitely not shameful. It's not shameful at all. And I know that there are some women that feel shame and, you know, that feel kind of, like, afraid to speak out because they're like, oh, my God, what would other people think about me? You know, um, I put myself in this light, and, you know, I walk this way and with this confidence, and now everybody's looking at me like, oh, my gosh, like, did you hear about what so-and-so did? Who cares? Who cares? Because at the end of the day, I promise you, if, they're, if they were in that same position that you were in, they probably would have did the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, so... I I say at the end of the day, speak your truth. You know, speak your truth. Walk in it. Hold your head high. And like you know, this person just said, who cares what other people are saying? And do what's best for you. So mm-hmm. thank thank you so so much. I thought you was really gonna make me cry for real for real. I mean, you teared me up a little bit, but I think. Really, honestly, the fact that you do seem peaceful, you know, like you do seem extremely like put together. Like I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm saying that completely, completely right, but you do seem put together. So like the all the emotion that I thought that I was going to feel or have, it's kind of like, well, dang, I feel peaceful too. <laughs> like, I feel. I feel pretty good about this too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, wow, like, wow, I'm I'm really happy for you, like for real, for real. I really appreciate that because it was rough, you know. Like I said, that that next day was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. I can I can imagine. I think I was one of those people that was calling you too when you ain't answered, but it was okay though. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was all right. It was all right. Even when they say that black women have a higher death rate when it comes to pregnancy, guess what? We are still exceeding while black. Peace and love, y'all. I'm out. <laughs>